0: Hello everyone, Al from Point of Insanity Game Studio coming at you with another 8-bit flashback. As always, the audio of this episode can be downloaded at poigamestudio.podbean.com and the video of this episode can be viewed at Point of Insanity Game Studio's YouTube channel. Today, we're going to be taking a look at Journey to Silius for the Nintendo Entertainment System. To many people, Journey to Silius by Sunsoft is one of those more obscure, lesser-known games for the NES. As far as I can remember, it didn't get much coverage in Nintendo Power or uh, any of the other video game magazines of the day. It never spawned any sequels, and it has yet to get a reboot or a remake. But still, I do remember it fondly and enjoyed playing it back in the day. The story is told in an opening cutscene that takes us to the distant future where humanity has colonized other worlds. Here, we learn that the father of the game's protagonist has been killed by terrorists. Our hero, Jay McRae, finds a floppy disk his father left him. Yes, a floppy disk. Isn't it nice to know that even after mankind, masters space travel, and has soared among the stars, we'll still be using a media storage format that became obsolete in the early 2000s. But armed with this knowledge, Jay sets off to avenge his father's death. The game is quite short, only five stages long. Jay starts out with two weapons a handgun with unlimited ammo, and a shotgun that fires three shots. At the end of each stage, Jay will fight a mini-boss, which, upon defeat, drops a new weapon. Jay's arsenal will expand to include a rapid-fire machine gun, a laser pistol, homing missiles, and a grenade launcher. The first stage is a ruined city. Here, Jay must make his way through the wreckage as he makes carefully timed jumps and tries to avoid bombardments from distant enemies and a variety of other enemies that are strategically placed to knock him into a pit. The music in this stage is perhaps the best in the game, and in my opinion, one of the best pieces of music ever to grace the Nintendo Entertainment System. The boss at the end of this stage is a helicopter. Stage 2 is an underground tunnel and a fairly straightforward stage. Several of the enemies here attack from overhead. This makes the shotgun's three-way shot very useful. The gloomy music in this stage sets the tone perfectly as Jay fights his way to a showdown with a huge robot with tank treads instead of legs. The third stage is the enemy headquarters. In this stage, Jay will have to dodge traps that come down from the ceiling, as well as laser beams that block safe passage. The boss at the end of this stage is a supercomputer guarded by a series of guns and cannons. Stage four is a spaceship, and the action here is quite intense. However, the player must be careful not to rush too fast through this stage, as there are several points where enemies are waiting just out of view. The final boss here is... Well, I'm not really sure what to call it. Some robot hovercraft thing. The final stage is a factory. There are no enemies for the most part of the stage, as the game here focuses on platforming. Jay must contend with conveyor belts, falling objects, and streams of molten metal as he makes his way to the two end bosses. The first end boss is a spaceship. Jay must destroy a command center on each side of the ship while dodging bullets and avoiding exhaust flames. Make it through that and you'll fight the final boss, a large humanoid robot. To be honest, though, the last boss is nowhere near as intimidating as most of the other bosses of the game. Success in this game comes down to memorizing patterns. It is important to know when the enemies will appear and which weapons work best in different situations. Timing is also critical when trying to avoid the various traps and obstacles. This makes Journey to Silius a game of trial and error. Timing and avoiding damage is also necessary because this game is incredibly stingy with life restoring items. It is rare for even one life-up to appear in a stage, and when I was recording the gameplay footage for this episode, I encountered two life-ups total. In five stages, two life-ups. Another factor that makes this game difficult is that there are no extra lives, you get three lives per continue, and you only get two continues. So, essentially, you have to beat the game with a total of nine lives. Plus, all of the special weapons use the same energy bar. So, it's not like the Mega Man games where once you switch to a weapon, that weapon has its own energy. Let's say you take a few shots with your laser pistol and then switch to the homing missile. You'll find that you have the same amount of energy to work with. Fortunately, the game is much more generous with items that restore weapon energy than with items that restore the player's health. I would even go so far as to label this game NES Hard. Having to complete the games with nine lives makes memorizing patterns crucial, as there are several points in the game where it is very difficult to avoid damage, even if you know what is coming up. In many games of the era, like Legend of Zelda or Metroid, you can count on enemies occasionally dropping something to restore your life. As I said before, you don't have that guarantee in Journey to Silius, as it is possible to go through an entire playthrough and only see one or two life-restoring items. Jumping is nowhere near as responsive as other platformers like Super Mario Bros. You have very little control over your character after jumping. So, in that regard, it is more like Castlevania. Where if you jump, and your jump is a little bit off, you're likely to miss the mark and land somewhere you don't want to land. Its little quirks aside, perhaps one of the most interesting things about Journey to Silius is that it was originally supposed to be a game based on the Arnold Schwarzenegger movie The Terminator. However. Sunsoft lost the licensing rights and the Terminator game we got for the NES would end up being released by Mindscape. Let's take a quick look at that Terminator game and see the game that we got instead of this one. Okay, so as far as Mindscape's Terminator game, it's pretty lackluster. The jumping is delayed, and the play control isn't the greatest. The worst part of the game is trying to attack. When you press the gun button, the character kneels down, so you can't run and jump and shoot at the same time. When you're firing your gun, you only have the choice to shoot straight, at an upward angle, or at a downward angle. You also don't collect items simply by touching them like in most other games. Instead, you have to move over the item and press the down arrow to pick it up. Well, fortunately, Sunsoft wouldn't let all the hard work they put on their Terminator game go to waste. Some of the graphics and the storyline were changed to give us Journey to Silius. The finished game was released in Japan and Europe as rough world, and for some reason the hero was redrawn to have full body armor. Still, looking back, I can see how Journey to Silius would have fit well into the Terminator story of mine. All of the enemies in the game are robots. Some of them are humanoid, so it doesn't take too much imagination to see how they may have originally been intended to represent Terminators, like the T-800. I can easily see the computer at the end of Stage 3 being intended to represent Skynet, and the robot tank at the end of Stage 2 would fit perfectly into a Terminator film. So in closing, Sunsoft may have failed to deliver a good Terminator game to fans of that film back in the day but they succeeded in developing an enjoyable game nonetheless. Looking back, the game is nothing special by today's standards, but it's still a heck of a lot better than the game that the Mindscape gave us. So, I would definitely recommend checking out if you have a chance. Since the game really didn't get much popularity, it's not too expensive on the secondary market, so if you happen to see it at a... Uh, used video game store and you've still got a working nes definitely recommend picking it up and giving it a try so with that said like to thank you for joining me have a good evening or morning or afternoon whatever it is wherever you are and happy gaming